welcome back to the Helping Teachers Thrive podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about how can we stretch our more able learners, our higher attaining learners in our lessons, how can we stretch and challenge them so we're getting the best out of them in our lessons and they're continually making progress in lessons. Now don't forget please to hit follow or subscribe on any of your preferred podcasting platforms. I've also got a membership site called Thames Teaching Tips with hours worth of content that you can check out if you'd like to. There's a link somewhere below this episode to support you on your journey of becoming outstanding teachers. Now these are different things that I've implemented in my lessons over the years to help my higher attaining, more able students in my lessons. Now I've used tiered assignments in the past where I've designed assignments with different levels of complexity and progressive complexity to help push my more able students to provide them with more advanced tasks that encourage them to think more critically. And within these assignments, I've also embedded higher order questioning techniques. So for example, I've taught BTEC Sport and CTEC Sport in the past vocational qualifications. And in my assignments, I've included the higher order questions. So I've had questions describe questions based on identifying things, describing things, and then comparing, contrasting, evaluating, justifying. I've built up those questions and in within my assignment. And I've done this in collaborative documents. Now I love using collaborative documents. I did these a lot with my sixth form students, my year 12 and my year 13 students. And I did a document in the past where I had a big table with my students' names in one column. They all had a row each. And I had a column for each type of question. So each higher order question, it was it, the questions progressed gradually and increased in challenge. So each question was at the head of each column and my pupils were working at the question at the level that they were currently working at in my lessons to help them develop their understanding, build their confidence and develop their knowledge in that area before moving on them onto another higher order question, pushing them in the lessons. But I direct my higher ability students, my higher attaining students, learners to the higher questions in my lesson. And this not only helped my lower attaining students because they're seeing everybody's comments because this was a collaborative document that they could all see, they could all edit and I could see. So they could see other people, what they're writing to help them structure and form their answers. Of course they knew they're not allowed to copy and paste and I was on that document as well. I had it up on the whiteboard um, so that I could see it and then the students could see that I could then see whether they're copying and pasting. But it allowed my higher, my lower attaining students to look at what other students were writing, look at what the high ability students were writing, look at what other um, students on a similar level to them were writing, typing, to help them form their answers as well. And it also helped my higher attaining students because if they were struggling with a question, if they were struggling to answer the question, again, they could look at the other students, see what they're writing to help them formulate their answer. So collaborative documents are brilliant. It helps all our students, lower and higher ability students, so they can look back at it, look back at it not during that lesson, but also in lessons, future lessons, if they had to complete coursework, for example, or answer exam questions based around that content, they can refer back to it to see what they wrote, what other people wrote to remind them, to help them to form the best answer they can, for, produce the best piece of coursework that they can produce. Now, what I've also done in my lessons to support my higher ability learners is I've grouped my higher ability learners together in a group. Now, of course, I've done mixed ability groupings in the past as well to support my lower attaining learners um, because they got the help from the higher ability learners, but also 
to push my higher ability learners a little bit more because they had to explain things to other students, give reasoning justification. So it still drew on their knowledge and strengthened their knowledge. But I've also grouped my higher ability learners together in groups because in this way it encourages intellectual stimulation and challenge. And I'm encouraging my students to think critically to overcome a problem together and then they can build and learn from each other. Now make sure that you do always encourage your higher ability learners to think critically and challenge in lessons, even challenge you in lessons. So I've had students in the past who have asked me questions, complex questions about a topic, a con piece of content that I'm delivering. Now this was specifically anatomy and physiology and we were talking about muscle contractions and part of their coursework, they didn't need to know about the sliding filament theory, but I had students asking me, well, but Miss, how do contractions actually take place? Why do we need calcium? What, what actually happens? So in that sense, it's really good because you get to discuss university level content with your students. Um, it also, it can take you off to different levels, different tangents, but it builds your students' knowledge. And it's really good that they're thinking critically, critically, critically and they're asking you all these questions. And yeah, of course, there are times <laughs> when I may not be able to answer the question because I've forgotten the content because I learned it a long time ago. I may not actually know that piece of information because I just say to my students, well, I'm not a scientist, but however, I'd like you to research that and find that out for me. And I'd set that as a piece of homework for them to do, to go out and find that information independently, research it, bring it back to me and deliver it to me. Let me tell me what they found out, produce it as a presentation, really good skills that we're helping our students develop for their future careers, and no matter what they go into, or even just for social skills. They're building the communication skills, their research independence, their analytical skills. So it's something really, really good that you can do. So push your students to encourage them, sorry, to criticize, not criticize you, but be critical thinkers and challenge you on certain things and ask you um, deeper questions to delve deeper into the knowledge and the content. Train your students to think like you. So. I, my students had Chromebooks, the school provided my students Chromebooks and they did all their work on Google Chrome, Google Docs, sorry, Google Slides and I'd mark it all electronically using comments down the side. So when we were completing work and lessons while teaching them content, they were doing little tasks for me in lessons, I would put comments all the way down their work, not all the way down the work, but I'd put comments down their work but my comments would specifically be questions targeted to their level to help them, to push them further, to make them think a bit more. So my higher ability students always got the, but why this? Like, why not this? And push this further, explain this a bit more to me, justify your answer. And I trained my students to think like me. So I said to them, look, when you're producing a piece of work, when you're completing tasks in lessons for homework, I want you to read the statement that you've written and think, what would Miss say? Or just think to yourself, but why? But why? Because I wanted to push them to think further and it was a little bit selfish as well, actually, because it then made my market a lot easier <laughs> because they were thinking like me and they were producing better work and they were giving me more developed answers. Um, so it's a little bit of a selfish reason there. But it, again, it helps them think critically. Um, it pushes their knowledge and it pushes their um, ability to delve deeper into things and therefore develops their knowledge and understanding, improves their knowledge and understanding. Another thing I did a lot that I would really encourage you to do is plan to the top. Whenever I planned my lessons, I planned with my distinction students in mind and I planned it to distinction because in that way I could scaffold it down. It was a lot, I found it a lot easier to scaffold it and differentiate it down 
than I did going up. So I preferred to plan it to the top, plan it to the stitches so that I can just scaffold it down for my students so that I'm still delivering the same concept to all my students and all my learners are still able to access the content and learning, but my more, my higher ability learners were able to then hit those distinctions because the lesson was planned to them, taught to them, and I didn't have to worry about trying to think in the lesson and differentiate and change things to progress it in the lesson for those students. Now, I also planned progressive activities as a result in my lessons. I always had something challenging, had something more progressive to push my more able, my higher attaining students onto because I didn't want them to waste time in lessons, waiting around, getting bored because they've completed the work, they found it too easy. I wanted something for them to get their, sink their teeth into and get going on so that I'm not stalling their learning, they're still progressing throughout the lesson. So always plan those progressive activities for your high ability students within your lessons. Now, another thing that I used to do a lot, um, one last thing I'll talk about today is my questioning technique. So my previous school, we looked at think, pair and share, and we had something, um, a term that we used, a statement that we used, which was pose the question. So pose, pause, give your students time to think, 10, 20 seconds, pounce, and then bounce. So pose, pause, pounce, bounce. Now there is a link below this episode to that podcast episode if you'd like to check that out and listen to that. There's also a link to a blended learning episode that I did um, looking at hybrid learning and the use of technology and how that can push your students as well. So we use the pose, pause, pounce, bounce method. Now when you pounce it means you're picking on this, you're selecting a student to give you an answer, not picking on them, you've given them time to discuss with their, you can include the think pair share here as well, they can pause, think about question, answer, then share it with somebody, then you can pounce. But it allows them actually to try and form an answer so you're not putting them on the spot. But with the pose part of this um, strategy, you would select the student and you'd start the questioning at the lower end. So you wouldn't build, you wouldn't straight away give them a higher question. So you start something, maybe identify something, for example, and you start at lower or describe, for example. But then you bounce that onto your higher ability students and you're providing them with those higher order questions to help them think a bit more and to help them think critically as well as um, develop their knowledge and strengthen their knowledge in um, the more complex areas. So they would be my students that I'd bounce to to get them to further develop that answer and improve that answer. Again, then they're creating an answer, an exam style question as a class, as a whole, which supports my lower ability students who may have struggled with forming that answer in, in, on their own. It helps improve their knowledge and understanding as well but also pushes my more able to be thinking like that and to be create to be developing these answers and thinking more critically so they get the best answer for their exams in the future or even for their coursework and their assignments that they complete in lessons. So please don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on any of your platform of choice. Leave me a review um, on what you think I should do in the future in terms of what I should deliver to you as a podcast episode. But I hope you found this episode really useful and the different strategies, different things that we can do as teachers to push and challenge and stretch our more able students so they are able to fly in our lessons.